Welcome to the Chocolate Cake Bites podcast. This is a podcast where we're going to discuss, understand, maybe even sometimes challenge Latter-day Saint culture. I'm your host, Ken Williams. The opinions, attitudes, ideas, and thoughts that we discuss are those of the hosts and guests. Do not in any way reflect the official doctrines or stances of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thanks for listening, and welcome to this week's conversation. I'm excited about this week because we have talked for the last couple of weeks about chocolate cake, and today I'm going to tell you how to make chocolate cake. You may have a recipe that you like, and that's okay. I'm just going to share the recipe that I like. This is the recipe that I learned as I was growing up. I didn't really learn it because my mom would make it, and I didn't pay much attention to it. But this is a recipe that she used. It's a Really, it's a Texas sheet cake. It's a basic recipe, and I'll share that with you. But I'm also going to share how I do it. I've made some tweaks that have simplified things for me and hopefully will simplify things for you. If you decide to try this out, it is my absolute, absolute favorite cake. And I can't tell you how many people I have shared it with, mostly because I haven't counted, but there have been several people that I've shared it with who have told me, I don't like cake, but I like this cake. I won't mention specific people, but I have a mother-in-law who does not like chocolate and she likes this cake. And if she's listening and she disagrees with that, then you can, that's none of my business. So I'm just going to let, let that go. But I know the truth. I know you like this cake. The the ingredients that you'll want to gather. And by the way, all of this information is, I'm happy, I'll I'll probably put this in show notes if I can figure out how to make that happen. I've got a book. It's a small book. I'll tell you a little bit more about that maybe uh, in a future episode. It's called The Chocolate Cake Phenomenon, A More more Delicious Way to Minister. And this is on Amazon. I've got it priced pretty reasonably. I'm not trying to make money on it. I'm just trying to get uh, my message, make it available, make it uh, accessible for people who like to read rather than listen. And I think uh, in future episodes, I may read a chapter. This is inspired by Mike Rowe and his podcast. I may read a a chapter and then talk about it. Um, I've got a couple of people lined up as as co-hosts, and I'm excited about that. CJ is one, and if I can get um, Cindy and Chris... Maybe Allison, Justin. I've got a handful of people that that are that think that I'm I'm okay to listen to or that I'm okay to to talk to. So we'll um, we'll share some different perspectives as we as we go forward. But the ingredients. First of all, you'll need some butter. A total of three sticks. Now I'm east of the Mississippi, so we call them sticks. I know that west of the Mississippi, you call them cubes, but you'll need three of them. You'll need some water, some flour sugar, baking soda, buttermilk. And if you don't have buttermilk, um, that's okay. You can use sour milk. I'm sure you could use regular milk, but I like to use buttermilk. Just some salt and vanilla, cocoa powder, and eggs. Now, the cocoa powder that I like to use is a Dutch processed cocoa powder. I like that because it's darker. It is a little bit more alkaline. I don't know what that means when it comes to the science and the chemistry of cooking, but I like the the color. I like the flavor. So I use a Dutch processed cocoa. So first of all, you'll get a saucepan. And in the saucepan, put two of the sticks of butter and a cup of water, and you'll bring that to a boil. While that's heating up, 
grab a bowl and in there put two cups of flour. Now, I know there's some different opinions on how to cook. I don't know and I don't care if I'm right or wrong. I'm just going to tell you how I do it and why. Because it's been a it's made for some successful cakes. So the two cups of flour, I have been using an unbleached flour. I don't know that it matters. I've done bleached flours as well. If you are gluten-free, you can use a gluten-free flour. I would use a measure-for-measure type flour. King Arthur's has one and there are others. But um, use a a measure-for-measure flour. I've done this with almond flour and it does not work well. But I also loosely, I don't sift the flour, but I loosely um, just pour the flour into the cups. I don't pack it down. I don't scrape the flour off the top. I just loosely put the flour into the cups and put that into my bowl. Two cups of flour, two cups of sugar, a teaspoon of baking soda. This cake does not call for baking powder. You're going to use baking soda. I've tried the cake. Actually, it was an accident, but I tried the cake one time without any baking soda and it did not turn out well. So make sure you put some baking soda in there. The baking soda is going to react with the acidity in the buttermilk and that's what's going to cause it to rise. The recipe calls for a a half a cup of buttermilk. I always go heavy on the buttermilk. So I probably will do about three quarters of a cup of buttermilk. I think that that adds to some of the the, uh, moistness of the cake. And the salt, about a half teaspoon of salt and a teaspoon of vanilla. Now I should explain, I think I I jumped ahead of myself. You're gonna take all your dry ingredients, your flour, your sugar, baking soda, and the salt. And just put those in a bowl. Once your butter and water are boiling or at least melted, you're going to pour that into the over the dry ingredients. And at that point, that's where I put the buttermilk in. I don't know that it would make much of a difference to put the buttermilk in before, but I usually will pour the the hot water and butter over the dry ingredients, and then I'll put the buttermilk in. That kind of cools it down. So when I put my eggs in, I'm not cooking the eggs. So again, make sure that you've got two cups of flour, two two cups of sugar, a teaspoon of baking soda, half a teaspoon of salt, and then four tablespoons of cocoa powder. Those are going to be your, your dry ingredients. You'll pour the boiling butter and water over that, and then about a half to three quarters of a cup of buttermilk, a teaspoon of vanilla, and two eggs. Mix that all up until it's all incorporated, and then you can pour that into your baking pans. Now, the, the this will make a 9 by 13 cake. So if you make a 9 by 13 cake, it all goes in there. You can spray some cooking spray on the on the pan so that it doesn't stick too, too much. I've also found at the Dollar Tree, there are three packs of pans. I think they're considered two-pound pans. They'll hold about two pounds of food, two pounds of food. And they have a, a lid, a, a cardboard cover that goes on those. And one cake batch will fill three pans just fine. Uh, there are other pans. And again, if I can figure out how to do show notes, I may put those uh, the, the Amazon link to the pans that I currently use. Uh, and those are one pound pans. You can make, uh, I'll usually do about eight or nine pans of cake with one batch. Having multiple cake pans is makes it really easy if you're going to have some for yourself. And then you've got full pans that you can share with other people. So once you have that all in the in the the baking pan, you'll bake it in an oven 
at about 350 degrees for about 30 minutes. If you're in smaller pans, you can do cupcakes as well. You're going to bake, you're going to adjust your baking time a little bit shorter for the smaller pans. You may need to go a little bit longer if you're in the full 9 by 13 pan. You don't want to overcook your cake. You also don't want to undercook it. So the way that I test it is I'll put a toothpick in the middle. If it comes out clean, the cake is done. If it does not come out clean, if it comes out with cake batter on it, it's not quite done. And you can put it back in for a few more minutes. One of the nice things about this cake is that you can frost it while it's still warm. You don't have to wait for the the cake to cool before you put the frosting on. So once I finish with the the butter and the water in the saucepan, I'll put another stick of butter in and about five tablespoons of buttermilk. And I'll just put that on the warm burner so that the butter will start to melt. And once the cake is done, I can make the frosting and I can pour that on top. The frosting is about four cups of, about three and a half to four cups of powdered sugar another four tablespoons of cocoa powder and about a teaspoon of vanilla. And you'll melt your butter uh, with the buttermilk, pour that on top of your powdered sugar. Mix that all together and I'll mix it. I'll add, you can add buttermilk if you need to make it thinner. You can add some powdered sugar if you need to make it a little bit thicker. I like to make it a little bit thicker. It will... If you put the frosting on a warm cake, it will uh, spread fairly easily. You don't want it to have, you don't want it to be too thick because then you'll start to pull the chocolate cake up as you as you frost it. But you frost it, and then it's good. It's ready to eat. It is delicious warm. It is delicious with milk. It's very rich. It's very uh, chocolatey, and so it's fantastic with some vanilla bean ice cream. And it's great to share. One of the things that I've done is, as I make these multiple cakes, I'll have one for myself and then share one or two others. I didn't talk about this in the first episode, but as I share chocolate cakes, sometimes it's fun just to go driving with a cake in the car. If you can, And as you're driving, you may be prompted, who do you know who needs chocolate cake? And you can just stop by that person's house, let them know, hey, I was thinking about you. But that's what I do. That's the chocolate cake recipe that I use. It is quick and easy. It is very simple. It's homemade, made with scratch ingredients. It's better than any other cake that I've ever had. And it's endorsed by people who say they don't like cake. It's endorsed by people who say they don't like chocolate. It's endorsed by people who say they don't like chocolate cake. It's the best one that I found. I hope you like it. Let me know. Share your thoughts or your comments, and I'd be happy to hear about your experience. Thank you for listening to Chocolate Cake Bites. Please like, share, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear your comments and ideas, and you can reach out to me at ken at chocolatecakebites.com. And before you end the day, take a few minutes to consider, who do you know who needs chocolate cake? <laughs>